This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, May 13th, Keds here, held with another classic no-call, no-show classic uh happy mother's day to all you beautiful moms out there sup uh i got drew with me today i think is this your podcast debut yep first one oh man big big you just made the big time dude uh how's your day how's your mom good she's doing good had a nice cooked up some nice steaks for dinner so hell yeah I feel like I should tell everybody that i have been after you to get on this podcast for probably (laughs) what a year ish yeah, and <laughs> my my first one, so real on real spur of the moment too. I really appreciate you uh, hopping on here, but uh, so those are, those were the pleasantries that you know that we do. So we're just gonna get into it. NHL in the news, play the music. Okay, NHL in the news. We've got a couple things before we get into the playoff picture. Uh, first off, Mike Fisher retires. So he retired last year. And then all of a sudden, come uh, when was it? Like around the trade deadline, he's like, "Oh hey, I'm gonna come back and play for you guys." Probably thinking that, okay, the Preds are gonna make the Stanley Cup. I, I get kind of a free Stanley Cup. Don't have to play the whole year. Maybe Carey's bothering me. She's singing too much and shit. Like, hop on. Well, Preds get eliminated. Mike Fisher calls it quits. It's really not that shocking. What do you have on this? My opinion is, I don't think he should be able to come back again. Like, I don't want to see next year come fucking trade deadline Mike Fisher's all of a sudden oh hey I want to play again like I I think it's kind of gutless I don't know what do you have on that I mean I he definitely can't come back once you start coming back more than once I think that's when you get the you're gonna get he's gonna get a bad rep Mm -hmm. I mean there's no no reason for him to come back he's got everything he could possibly ever want at home um not gonna lie I was rooting for the Preds specifically just for him I actually was rooting for them last year because of him, so when he came back, I was happy, happy about it, wanted to win for him again, but now his time's done, so. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a big Mike Fisher guy, too. Like, he played the game the right way. He was a a two-way center, not really all that flashy. If you check his Instagram, he's a big God guy. He does a lot of praying. I mean, he's with probably, like, the hottest human being of all time. Guys live in the goddamn dream. I can kind of understand him being like, okay, let's take half the season off here. Let's rejoin this club. I'm not the captain anymore, but let's see if I can get a cup. That's cool. 
I'm going to draw the line and become a Mike Fisher hater if he tries doing this shit again, though. Yeah. I always had a say, saying in high school, I'll tell you real quick, and, uh, you know, kids would say, hey, if you could have three wishes, what would they be? And I always said, to play in the NHL, to be able to be married to Carrie Underwood, yep. and to have the ability to fly. And <laughs> Mike Mike Fisher has two of my three wishes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So we're big, we're big Fisher guys, but fucking just try... Tread lightly, Mike. We, I don't want to be a Mike Fisher hater. So that was the first story. Second story, Lou Lamorello maybe going to the Islanders. He gets axed by uh, by Tampa. I don't know if he got axed. There was like a plan that he was going to be the GM for, I think, three years. And then Shanahan was going to move him to some sort of like hockey uh, ops position. I don't know, something along those lines. Now there's reports that Lou Lamorello may go to the Islanders. Islanders are a goddamn clusterfuck, dude. Honestly, like, if this is what's happening, I think this is kind of like their one last effort. Like, hey, John Tavares, we really want you here. We're bringing in Lou Lamorello. Secretly, they're about 20 years too late on that. But what what do you have on the Islanders potentially bringing in Lou Lamorello for some sort of GM move? Because they do need a new GM, but it's kind of like, come on, guys. Like, just let John Tavares go to the Rangers and, like, do his thing. Uh, Personally, I have a weird feeling that he's not going to leave Toronto. Oh, you uh, think this is just a ploy? Uh, well, when he first took the job three years ago, they said he'll be there for three years. That's why the firing wasn't a shock. They said he'll be there for three years, and then we're going to move on. He's just there to help the transition. And I think he's helped build that. I think he wants to stay with that organization. I, I, I honestly don't think he's going to leave. But if he does, who does it help the John Tavares situation? I don't know, because I I have no idea whether or not he's going to stay as it is or leave. Honestly, I could flip a coin at this point, I think. So him coming in, does that help that? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, don't I, know. I think one of our Twitter questions in a bit is regarding John Tavares. So we'll kind of get more into that in a little bit. I can kind of see why the Islanders wanted to do this again, because, I mean, their, their fans were putting up billboards trying to get like the GM fired and all that shit which at the time I thought was a power move. Now kind of looking back at it, it's just kind of like, why would anybody want to play there if the fans are buying billboards like half a mile down the road? But I don't know. Could kind of go either way. Lou Lamorello, I mean, he was a genius with the Devils. I guess he did pretty good with the Lightning. I still don't know about that Marlowe deal. That could go either way. I mean, he played well his first year. We'll see where it goes from there. But sticking, what's up? He was big for them in the playoffs too, Marlowe. Yeah, I mean, you do need a grizzled vet around around all those younger guys. So, uh, sticking with Toronto, they just their new GM Kyle is it Dubis? Did I say that right? Dubas, Dubis? I don't I think know. So yeah. Uh, I just kind of want to talk about him, but the thing is, is I don't know what to talk about because I don't know shit about this guy other than the fact that he's thirty one years old, meaning he's only a few years older than me, and he's the general manager of the Toronto fucking Maple Leafs. So like, that's kind of huh. sick. This this kid must have a giant fucking hose if Brendan Shanahan is like, okay, I want this guy running the squad. What do you, what do you have on this guy? Tom, you inherit, you get the Toronto Maple Leafs and where they're at right now at 31 years old. Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I'll be honest, I, uh, I don't know much about him. Haven't looked into him. I've been all Bruins since uh, they've been out. I don't have much for you on this guy right now. Yeah, I, much I mean, I don't either, but we are a hockey podcast, so I figured I need to to say something about it. Uh, he was the general manager of the, oh, Jesus, S-A-U-L-T. Is it the Saul St. Marie Greyhounds, maybe? 
in, okay. in the Toronto Marlies. He's born November 29th. So he's not a Scorpio. He's one after that. He got married in 2014. He attended Brock University. Uh, his parents are Mark and Paula, and he has a few siblings, Julia, Megan, Courtney. So he's the only boy of the family. I mean, this if you look at him, the kid kind of looks like a stud. He's got like those weird fucking hockey glasses on. I know people are talking about how he kind of takes more of an analytic approach, but the one thing that I did read about it is when Brandon, Chan- Brandon Shanahan for, like, first met up with this guy, he was only supposed to have like an hour-long conversation with him, and it ended up turning into like a nine-hour conversation about hockey. And Brendan Shanahan, to me, is a fucking legend. I always loved that guy. Whatever team he was on, he was great when he was with the Rangers. I'll I'll never forget him fighting Donald Brashear and me just like what like me, me you're good me just like me just looking at like the uh, TV screen being like is Brendan Shanahan about to fight this monster and then him like Shanny's always been good so if Shanahan has this guy's respect I mean send it right I mean he's 31 years old what's the worst thing that can happen yeah I mean you're in the the biggest hockey market with like zero tolerance of doing anything stupid. So it's a big risk, but I don't know. You know, the big, the big thing about him too is I just saw he's a stats, stats centric guy. Yep. And he's a little guy. Yeah. Which is what Arizona tried to do with, uh, whatever that guy's John. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that's Arizona. It's not doing too hot. They're not doing too hot, but they're, it's the second team now to go with a young, young GM. It was all about the stats, all about the data analytics. You got to wonder how many more teams are going to be going this way eventually, and if if this is the way. Yeah, I mean, talking analytics, I have always been a big. If if you're an analytic guy, you got stuffed in a locker in high school, and as as the years have kind of gone by, like, I think I think it's dumb not to at least look at it. Like you you can't yeah. just be completely closed off to it because I mean some of the shit I think does matter. I, I mean, it could go both ways, man. When you talk about, like, the eye test, you can bring up points of why the eye test doesn't work. But then when you talk about analytics, you can bring up points that it doesn't work there. If you can find the right the right amount of people, like, old-time hockey people watching the game, knowing what's going on, and then bring in a younger guy and kind of do both, I think that'd probably yeah. be best for business, right? You need both, the right mixture of both, of course. And, and, I mean, this kid's an analytic guy, and then you have the ultimate hockey guy, Brendan Chanahan, so... I mean, yeah. things are looking up there. Uh, last thing, NHL the news-wise, Evander Kane was interviewed about his UFA priorities. He said there's three things that he wants, money, a chance to win, and a lifestyle. The fact that money was the first one's not shocking, lifestyle's not shocking. Chance to win, I mean, Evander Kane did great for the Sharks, I thought, in the postseason. And, it, and everybody talked about how he like really gelled with the locker room and all that shit. I wouldn't be surprised if he resigns there. However... He yep. has he has a place in Las Vegas. He he owns a home in Las Vegas. So if he ended up going to the Vegas Knights, I wouldn't be surprised. For Vander Kane's career, I think it'd be probably a smarter idea to re-sign with San Jose. A little bit stronger of leadership, I would say, with like Pavelski, Couture, Thornton. If he comes back, they have an older crowd. Brent Burns, Vlasic, guys to keep them in check. If he goes to Vegas, he's going to be a goddamn loose cannon. I was going to say, I don't. Isn't this the first? stop in his career where there hasn't been any controversy this yeah. this far into his tenure. Yeah. I mean it would it would just make sense for him to finally be somewhere stable and stay in San Jose. I was thinking about that the other day. It's gone so well for him there for someone who's had so much controversy controversy that it I don't think it makes much sense to him, for him to leave. I mean obviously Vegas makes a lot of sense with how well they're doing and he has a home there and obviously everything else that goes on there, but 
if he really wanted to just stay out of the stay out of the shit, he would. I say stay in San Jose. Uh, maybe get another two or th- one or two solid years of production there, and then he'd set himself up better for another team willing to take a chance on him. Yeah, and you want to know what, man? I feel like playing for the Sharks is not a bad lifestyle. Like, like you, well, you go yeah. to the rink, and then afterwards you go to the beach. Like, I feel that's a lot better than living in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, good for Evander Kane. Hopefully he figures his shit out. I'm kind of rooting for the guy because he's a hell of a fucking hockey player when you watch him play. He... He's like the modern-day power forward when he keeps his shit together, so could be fun yeah. to see him figure it out. Uh, Going to get into the playoffs now. My my Winnipeg Jets beat the uh, Nashville Predators, so now that they are playing the Las Vegas Golden Knights, and they beat the shit out of them. They're up one nothing. Dustin Bufflin scores a minute and five seconds into the game with a clap bomb. Yeah, Patrick Liney, that dirty, bearded fuck, scoring second goal. Joel Armia, never heard of him. Third goal, love it. Uh, and then Shifley, 12 goals in the playoffs, man. Uh, Blake Wheeler, 15 assists in the playoffs. My key takeaway from this game, I have a couple. Feverboy Rex mentioned one. Dustin Bufflin versus Ryan Reeves in this series is going to be fucking sweet. Um, the whiteout, the whiteout's still here. Best place, best home ice advantage there is in the league. You Nashville Predators fans, sorry, not sorry. The, but the absolute biggest takeaway is for the first time in the entire playoffs, Mark andre Fleury looked like he was beatable. And this guy has been fucking off the charts since the playoffs have started. He, I don't think there's been a better play, player in the playoffs than Mark andre Fleury. So the fact that you know, you're putting pucks by him and he's starting to look beatable, that's very, very good for my Winnipeg Jets. What do you have on that? All right, how long did Vegas have off between series? Yeah, that is true. I, what did they they Five. beat the, No, they beat the Sharks in 6 games. So it wasn't really that long. But they had about what 4 or 5 days off. Yeah. And Winnipeg just came off an intense game 7 mm-hmm. against Nashville, who was a lot of people's picks to win the cup. Mm-hmm. So they're coming off of that game. It's almost it's almost like I I mean, I don't think Tampa's going to take over or I don't think uh Vegas is going to take over the way Tampa did in the Bruins series, but it's almost like, you know, Tampa sat off for a week. Boston had that intense game seven against Toronto. Boston came in hot and smoked them in game one. I don't think Vegas is going to do what Tampa did after that, but I think you'll see, you're going to see a lot closer game. You'll see some correction. I don't, and Hey, you're not in trouble till you lose at home. So that, that, I, that is true. far from over. I think you're going to see a big correction out of Vegas for game two. They, they do have the opportunity to split to split that uh, to split the first two games, and as a road team, that's really the only thing that you you want. I mean, if you take two, that'd be great, but you absolutely want to win at least one. Prediction yeah. prediction time. Uh, who who do you have in this series? How many games? Honestly, I probably have Winnipeg. I want Vegas. I think I have Winnipeg in six. Okay, uh, go Jets going for clean sweep. I love my Jets, dude. I love them. I love the whiteout. Wave the towels. Fun fact, I ordered a Winnipeg Jets uh, whiteout t-shirt about a week ago, and then I checked to see the shipping tracking, and it wasn't going to come until next week, so that Game 7 had me real antsy because <laughs> cause if, they, if they lost, I would have just been walking around with a Winnipeg Jets like whiteout <laughs> tee for like no reason, so... Good for good for the boys to come up for me. That was huge. I appreciate it. Dustin Bluff, Dustin Bufflin's a savage. I think he leads all the defensemen in the playoffs at points, logging a shit ton of minutes. Could go either way. You're right. If if the, if the Knights go back, win a game, 
of the road split, that's good. I just the Mark Andre Fleury thing, the fact that he looked beatable, that kind of opened my eyes. So I know, and we all know his history. And once he starts to slip in the, I mean, wasn't it last year he was playing great first rounds? He got pulled in the third. It was either last. It was either last year or the year before that. Because I think last year it was pretty much the backup for Murray. So I would say it was probably the first year that that happened. Yeah. But all right, Western Conference. Now moving on to the East. Oh shit. As I say that, Devontae Smith-Pelly scores, ties it up 2-2. Um, so, Lightning beat your Bruins. And yeah. you just talked about coming off a of Game 7 win. The Capitals just beat the Penguins. Lightning had a little bit more time off than the Caps did. Game 1 comes in. To be honest with you, I didn't even know the game was on. And then I got a text from Hal being like, holy shit, what's going on? I look at my phone, it's 4 nothing Capitals. So, Game 1 at least, Michael Kepney... Uh, Ovi had his ninth goal. Jay fucking Beagle out of the clouds. Lars Eller, hate that guy. And then Stammer scored. Plot scored. There was a uh, Kucherov scored, but they called it back on an offside. And then Ovechkin scored on the peeper. I mean, the Lightning looked like they were dominated. Now I'm watching game two. Uh, the Capitals scored very early. Tampa scored two. Now Devontae Smith, Pelly tied it up. I don't really know what to think of this playoff series, man. I think. Tom Wilson's probably going to do something stupid at some point. Cedric Paquette's going to keep pretending like he's a tough guy. Uh, I mean, probably... I don't know. What do you have on this? I honestly have no idea. The The Vasilevsky guy doesn't really, like... He doesn't make me scared to, like, play against. No. He looked... He looked beatable against Boston. Their depth scoring just shored up. Uh, honestly, it's kind of hard to feel like this isn't going to be the Capital Series after what they just went through and finally beating Pittsburgh. Yep. I've just got a. F- I I think Tampa's the better team. I have a funny feeling that it's just it's due for the Caps, and I think they're going to go to the finals. Damn. Unfortunately, I think Winnipeg is too good for them to beat, but I do think they're going to get by Tampa weirdly, even though Tampa's the better team. I, and you brought up a great point, dude. We are now in untested waters with Alex Ovechkin finally making it past the second round. Cause, so we really have no idea what's going to happen here. Every year was pretty yeah. much automatic second round. See you later. I was shocked that the Capitals lost to the Penguins. I still kind of am that that happened. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like, you look at the Lightning. My one thing I would say about the Lightning is they have pretty much half their team are Rangers. And the Rangers yeah. have done very, very well against the Capitals in the playoffs throughout the years. So they have that going for them. Uh, McDonough, Girardi, JT Miller, Ryan Callahan, Anton Strawman, the list goes on and on and on. Vovechkin keeps it up. I will say this. The one guy, I don't think Backstrom's playing right now, but that Evgeny Kuznetsov kid is fucking so good, dude. Like, what in what an underrated player, I would say. He's not really in the limelight that often, but that kid's fucking legit. He's not because of Ovechkin, but he's... Yeah, and, like, Backstrom. He's, he's riding kind of Backstrom's coattails, and all of a sudden, like, the kid can fucking yeah. play, man. Yeah. Uh, both teams, they both hit hard. I mean, I don't know. So, your prediction, you have uh, you have the Caps? I do. I Yeah, I have the Caps. We have a hockey pool here, and I, I took the Caps, and I'm still sticking by that. How many games? Oh, I think it's going to go... I know it's a boring pick, but I think it's going to go seven. Oh, okay. That's not that boring, dude. I do love game sevens. I have the lightning in six. I had that at the beginning of the yeah. series. I'm going to stick with it. That game one really didn't make me feel all that great, but we no. can see. Stamkos and- is starting to score some fucking goals, which is good for them. Kucherov really hasn't done anything. So, I mean, you have to hope that that guy doesn't get hot. 
You have Tyler Johnson and Braden Point and all those little fuckers that are just wheeling around everywhere. And they, and they got pretty good defensemen, so. They're just, one thing I learned from the last series is they're deep. They're mm-hmm. just, every line, like their fourth line, they've got guys on, like I thought he was on the first line, and they're deep. Very deep. I mean, you have guys like Andre Palat that you don't really ever think of or whatever. That's a big body who's going to come out and get you. And then you have that one line of, like, Callahan, Paquette, and Chris Kunitz. Like, you don't want to be on the ice when those guys are on the ice. That's got to suck looking up and just being like, I'm going to get hit every single time I have the puck. This is going to blow. Yeah. But, all right, so that was uh, our Eastern Conference predictions, all that. So now we are going to move on to our Twitter question portion. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. All right, Twitter questions, here we go. NYR Talk says, Assuming Tavares doesn't stay with the Islanders, what's the best fit for him? Does the team that signed him make the playoffs next year? These are good questions. Tavares doesn't stay with the Islanders, what's the best fit? Uh, I would have thought the uh, Maple Leafs, now I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I don't know if they don't have the space. I think they have more priorities than him, to be honest. I mean, I, I saw some people thinking the Devils. I don't think – I mean, JT won't have to move that far, but at the same time, do you really want to be smelling trash every two seconds of your life? That probably wouldn't be all that great. I, I've said this time and time again. If he goes to the Rangers, he'll be my favorite player of all time, just turning heel on the entire Islanders fan base. I wouldn't, I, there's nothing more in the world I would rather see than that. Um, and then whatever team he goes to, will they make the playoffs? I mean, it, it, dude, it – it all depends, man. One team that I could kind of see making a push, and I don't know if he'd go there because I know he's kind of like a uh, keep-to-himself kind of guy, but can you imagine if he went to the Canadians? What the fuck would no, happen? I don't want to. I mean, that would turn that entire team around, like, almost immediately. Then you'd have Druin and Tavares right down the middle. You'd still have Carey Price playing goalie. I mean, that that could happen. Shit. It all depends, man. I It's so up in the yeah. air. I will say this. I don't think there's a shot he resigned to the Islanders. I think if he was going to do it, he would have done it by now. There's no reason for him to wait. Like, if he was fully in on the Islanders, he would have been like, I'm I'm staying. I don't know. Remember Stephen Stamkos did the same thing? Was it two or three years ago with Tampa? Yeah, yeah I do remember that. And, and the Rangers were big in on Stamkos, by the way. I thought that they were going to get him. So I guess you are yeah. kind of right there. But at the same time, you saw Victor Hedman also sign an extension along those times, right? And yep. Josh Bailey already signed his extension who's kind of like John Tavares' right-hand man, which kind of fucked the Islanders, honestly, because if if they don't re-sign John Tavares, you have Josh Bailey on the books for like five years making a shit ton of money, and who the hell is Josh Bailey without John Tavares? That's true. He needs. That's true. That's true. But I'm – that's the whole Stamkos thing. I'm 50-50. I think he'll test the waters. He might even meet – I mean, Stamkos even met with Toronto, didn't he? And he meet with Toronto New York, right? Yeah, and yeah, I think so. I'm 50-50 on and if he resigns. I know you say no shot, but I think there's a chance. But uh, back to the Montreal point. So I listen to T- TSN 690 every day in my tractor while I'm working. And, uh, no big deal. They are, they are adamant on him coming. Of course, the one thing Montreal needs is a center. They think he's coming, going to be their savior. Oh, they've already been talking about it? Because I, I was just shooting off the hip oh. there. Oh my god, they've been talking about it for two years. No, they've they've Didn't been talking that. about it. I even if he goes there, there's more holes in that team. I know they do need a center, and if Carey Price plays like Carey Price can, he can cover up a lot of mm-hmm. deficiencies for your team, but there's more holes there than just a number one center. But I mean they do have the they do have the third overall pick this year, which is huge. They have Druin, 
Galchenyuk, Gallagher, Price, Shea Weber. If Tavares went there and Price was on his game, they'd be a play. They would make the playoffs. Yeah, I think they would too. I mean, but I, I don't think he's going there. Wasn't there a team out west that was reportedly in on him, like um, San Jose or someone like that? I'm not. I think San Jose. I think you're kind. Of, I think you're right on that. Which. They, I think they're going to have enough money because they, they signed Joe Thorne to that $8 million one-year deal this year, and they said that they want him back and he'd be willing to take a discount. But if you take that 8 mil off the books, they can probably get a couple more bill, bills to throw at JT. So, yeah, and I, I think that would be interesting. I think San Jose is a playoff team. I don't think they're quite a contender. <laughs> Say if Vander Kane signs back there, if you get dude, Tavares if, to go there. Dude, if they get Tavares there... They have Tavares, Couture, and Tomas Hurdle down the middle. That's a pretty good fucking three centers that you need. With with Brent Burns and Vlasic on D. Woo. Yep. If he goes there, they become immediate contenders. If I was him, I would seriously be considering San Jose or, I mean, I... The Rangers. I think he's going to stay with the Islanders before the Rangers, unfortunately. Uh, come on. God, how cool would that be? Oh, my God. Uh, we we so Drew and I played at the same uh, college, and we had this one guy McCarthy, huge Islanders fan. There's nothing more that I'd rather yeah. do than to fucking give that guy a call at like three a.m. in the morning, being like, "Hey, dude, guess he's on the Rangers now, bud." So, and you, you know why that would I that would be nice because remember when Johnny Boychuk got traded to the Islanders? Oh yeah, dude, he came up to my door, was pounding on my door, yeah. and just started screaming in my face that they got Boychuk. Yeah. Johnny Rockets, man. That guy's a legend. But, okay. So th- those were, uh, we have another one, actually. Sean Murphy, he asked, will this salary cap come back to haunt Vegas Golden Knights? Because guys like Neil will be gone and more. Uh, what do you mean, haunt him? Haunt him? What do you mean by that? Well, I think he I means, mean, I think he means when James Neal like, gets resigned, he's going to make more money and like other people will probably like make more money or whatever. So he's saying if James Neal resigns with them, or if he signs somewhere else. I think he's saying is like the fact that they're gonna have to resign all these guys is a salary cap gonna hurt them. And you know what? At first, I thought this was a dumb question, but at the same time, I don't think William Carlson makes all that much money, and that guy just put up forty goals this year, so he's gonna be getting a huge bonus at some point. Yep. But, but also, you look at all the other guys, and maybe. I don't know, man, because I would think a lot of their players are replaceable, but maybe they're not, dude, because they're one hell of a team. This entire year, I thought they, they had a bunch of third-liners, but you want to know what? Those third-liners are really fucking producing. So maybe it won't be that easy to replace people. You also have to think, they have a couple real young kids coming, and that Suzuki kid and Glass, their first-round picks from this year. Though I mean, two first-round picks, that's not bad, and they they have a lot of really good young defensemen. They can still move people out, and when the expansion comes to uh, Seattle in 2020, they don't have to give up anybody. I don't know why. Really? Somebody already told me that's fucking stupid. I think it's because they were like the last expansion team or something like that, but... Okay. I, I don't think it'll hurt as bad as you think. I think you'll see Neil and Carlson make some serious money, right? And then... They're gonna have to get rid of some people, but they're gonna have three really or two really good rookies in on entry level deals that aren't gonna be making that much. So I actually think that they're probably in a good spot when it comes to the cap. Yep, I do too. And the thing is, what did Marsh Marsh and Soul sign for? Like six million? Five point uh, six million? I can look for it five up years? really quick. I'll look it up really quick. Pretty sure he signed for like five and a half. The thing is is six years thirty mil. Want- so he's making five five mil a year. That's not bad for that guy. I take no, so for five mil. 
And I think what they're going to be able to do is, see, they don't have a Crosby, Ovechkin, Carey Price, Lundqvist. They don't have anyone who they're going to give $10 million to. Mm-hmm. I think they have a handful of guys they can dish out three, four, five million to. Just because they don't have, you know, all these, I mean, last year all these guys were third and fourth liners. I don't think they're going to have the superstar that they have to give the big 10 million, 12 million deal to, like McDavid or anyone like that. They'll be able to keep all their deals around three, four, five million, and that'll help them manage their cap until they get to, until they get these first rounders up here who are going to make. Who will be pretty good? Probably make more than that, but I think they'll be. I think they'll be all right for the next two, three years. Yeah, because they also have that. Is it Alex Touch or Tooch? I never really know how to say his name, but he he's. He, I think he was a rookie this year because he came from Minnesota, so he's got. So he still has a couple more years before he starts getting paid too. So maybe not yeah. immediately, and I, you know, I don't think they're they're in as bad of a spot as maybe you think that they would be. Yeah. But those were our Twitter questions. Now we're going to move on to the Patty B Hotline. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Patty B. All right, we got two voicemails this week. Here's the first one. Hey, guys. Baby Buff here. Hey, what's uh, what's Ked got against the Stahl family? Um, and just for the record, if Mark Stahl was going to get the C, or if he was voted on it or whatever, he'd probably turn that shit down because it's it's Mark Stahl, let's be honest. All right, guys. I'm out. Love the show. Peace. Roller coaster of emotion there, dude. You you, you, you question me on why I hate Mark Stahl, and then, and then you just tell me how he wouldn't accept the captain, so now I respect it. Um, Baby Buffs, I'm not entirely sure what your team is. Maybe it's the Sabres because it's Baby Buffs. Not entirely sure. But if you ever had Mark Stahl on your team, I think you would figure out real quick why I don't like that guy. He He's awful, man. He makes a lot of money, and it can't be something I can be too mad because the NHL players, I mean, they're going to take as much money as possible, right? Then he got a slap shot in the eye. That's unfortunate, whatever. I guess, I mean, I definitely do have the right to hate Mark Stahl. It's just one of those things. I think, what's the movie, Step Brothers, where he's like, I want to punch you in the face, and he's like, can I do anything about it? He's like, no, it's just your face. It's it's kind of like that, but it, I think a lot of it also has to go on the coaching with Lane Vigneault playing him 20 fucking minutes a night when the guy, I don't know. I've said this time and time again. You give me 10 one-on-ones at Mark Stahl, I think you get around him at least twice. And I play club hockey. So, that I mean, that's kind of what I have on Mark Stahl. Do you have anything on Mark Stahl? I'm just glad I finally got the answer out of you because I was, I was kind of wondering the same thing. He's just just everything about that guy, man. Everything about that Stahl family, dude. We get Eric Stahl. The Rangers get him at the deadline for a playoff push. I think he has one fucking goal from there on. And then he goes to Minnesota, and now he's fucking scoring 40. And then Jordan Stahl, never really big Jordan Stahl guy. The only Stahl I liked was Jared Stahl because he didn't even make the show, so I don't have to fucking worry about him. And, and, and more on that, I mean, the Rangers announcers, Sam Rose and Joe McLeddy, whenever Stahl plays a Stahl, that's literally all the fuck they talk about. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. yeah. Just brutal. So no, I, I think, I think every fan of every team has some guy like that that they just can't stand, and that's that's yours. That's mine. All right, we have one more uh, voicemail. This is from Patty, I think. So here's his. Hey, morning, Steve. Patty V here. All right, so let's play the situation out. All right, this is a deep round to the playoffs. Let's say the conference finals. That's where we're at right now. You want to make a good impression. Your star forward gets injured because he blocked a shot. Now you okay. gotta go to the movie bank of stars, hockey stars, to try to get a player out. 
You either got um, Dean Youngblood from Hamilton Mustangs. You got gosh, you got um, Doug Glatt from the Halifax Highlanders, big tagoon to make sure your players are good. Okay. Or you can get Julie the Cat from the Mighty Ducks to make sure you have a real solid goaltending. Or you can get Conway. All right, I'm just going to pause it there. Patty, we got to speed up these voicemails, dude. we got to do this faster. Essentially what he's saying is conference finals, your star player goes down. What what person from a hockey uh, movie would you want to fill in for your star player? Uh, we're going to get into this later with our three stars of like our three favorite uh, hockey characters out of movies and shit like that. But if you had to pick one star to fill in for your star, who do you want? I think it kind of depends on who the guy is, right? I think if it's a forward, you pick a forward. If it's defenseman, defenseman, goalie, goalie, correct? Yep. Um, I mean, if it's a star player, you, uh, you got to go Adam Banks. You got to go the cake eater. That guy put uh, up points on a regular basis. He made varsity when the boys didn't even know that you could make varsity. You got to go Adam Banks. What do you have on this one? I was going to say the same thing. I mean, he said star player gets hurt. Why is why is Doug Glatt even in the conversation? Yeah, true. Unless, unless like, an enforcer got hurt, then I still wouldn't even pick him. I'd pick somebody who I'm going to talk about later in the show. Right, but if it's, if it's a star, it's got to be Banks, and that just might be my – Bias, I personally think uh, Goon is the worst hockey movie ever made. But hard agree, hard agree with you there. Banks, Banks. It's, I mean, if it's a goalie, then you go with the goalie. But if it's a star forward, Banks. It's, it's right there. Yeah, I mean, you could go Dean Youngblood, Rob Lowe. He was great in that. He he was yeah. he was brought up by a young Patrick Swayze, but I mean, maybe untested waters. I think star forward wise, Dean Youngblood may be a little bit. Uh, Overwhelmed with a conference final where Adam Banks, I think, would fill right in. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the cake eater there. Yeah. All right. Now we are going to move on to our Dom Moore's Hero and Zeros, brought to you by Laga Sports. Let's go, Dom. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. All right, Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Uh, do you have your Hero and Zero of the Week ready or no? Uh, you do yours first. Okay. So my Zero of the Week goes to John Butchergross. Shocking. Uh, when the Predators were getting shelled the other night, somebody brought up a Pecorine point, and John and John Butchgross decides to say, you don't start him from Game 7. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. The guy just came off of a shutout in Winnipeg, and now you're saying, oh, you don't start Pecorine? And he's a fucking coward, because when he starts getting bundled by Twitter, he deletes the tweet. This guy's just a fucking idiot. Get John Butchgross out of my face. Ugly wrist curls, all that bullshit. I've never been a Bucci fan. Sorry, I'm not sorry at all. Would you agree with any of that? I agree with all of that. I'm. I don't know. This is. I got a buddy who actually. Hate. I got two buddies who hate him, and he's blocked. Blocked both of them on Twitter. Yeah. Just. Yeah, my personal account's been blocked by him. Long. His. Long uh, a lot of the stuff he says about hockey sometimes makes me makes me scratch my head. And he just doesn't—he doesn't have that like announcer voice when when college hockey's going on. Like you have to listen to him, and it's just like Jesus Christ, give me like Gary Thorne or like somebody yeah, fucking yeah. sweet. I don't need John Butcheross. Yeah, but that's what I got on that one. Uh, my hero of the week—I have two heroes. Paul B. Snett's coming out with a documentary that you guys can see on Barstool Ooh. Sports. Shout out to Barstool Jordy, and this documentary just kind of takes uh, takes NHL players around. I think British Columbia. 
in uh, in Canada, and he hangs out with them. It's going to be out every single day, I think, this week on Barstool Sports. I know no free ads, but one of the reasons why we got into this is, I mean, I'm a huge Barstool guy. Always have been. Go Preds go. So shout out to Biz Nasty. Pretty cool that he got involved there. That's going to be really fun to watch. Have you heard about that at all? I did. I actually saw the uh, seen the ads are for it on different social media. Mm-hmm. I will definitely be watching that. I'm a big fan of his. Every time he's every time he's talked been on that or talked hockey, I always find what he says hilarious. And he's awesome. You really. He's really someone who reminds you of like being back in the locker room. Oh yeah, for sure. Guys, yeah. like listening to him is I love it. No, it's sweet. I, I remember I wrote a blog earlier this year. He uh he walked outside his house and there was a rattlesnake, so we had to like call this guy to like get this rattlesnake. And the guy that came, he's he Biz lives in Arizona, so this like I think he was a Mexican dude comes by. He doesn't really speak that much language, but the entire time Biz is like, "Oh shit, watch out, dude! Watch out, dude!" Oh, you got him. You got him. It was just egging him on the whole time. It was fucking awesome. Uh, honorable mention for Hero of the Week, the morning skate, dude. We are now Warrior VIPs, which is huge news. Uh, you're going to, once we get the sticks, I'll probably make a couple videos, send out some pictures, and just try to keep getting free gear from these guys because I've always been a unreal Warrior guy. So shout out to Warrior Hockey. Um, those are my heroes and zeros. What do you have for heroes and zeros? All right, my Hero of the Week and... I need to say I've never been a fan of his until this year. Okay. Always been highly critical of him, and it might seem like an obvious pick, but Alex Ovechkin. Yep. Finally beating the Pens. Huge. Comes out in game one with a goal and an assist against Tampa. He's finally gotten that monkey off his back, gotten past the second round. Everyone says he can't deliver in the playoffs. He's finally doing it, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not a fan of his. I was one of those people who always said he can't can't do it in the playoffs, can't finish, doesn't rise at the moment. And I think it's just I don't know if it's just it's been so long for him that I'm starting to feel bad, but I say good for him and whatever he can do this year. Hell yeah, man. Like I've never been an Ovechkin hater, I guess. He's so yeah. he's so fun to watch play hockey because you can just tell like the guy loves it. Like, that's all he does is hockey. And just by the way he plays, he always has that extra thing of energy. But, yeah, in the playoffs in the past, he hasn't been able to get it done. And it is, it's pretty fucking cool to see the guy, like, start actually doing it. I mean, yeah. having said that, man, if the Caps don't win the Cup this year, <laughs> I mean, what, what do you say from there? So I don't know if he has another shot. I didn't think he had a shot this year, to be honest. I didn't either. I mean, Brayden Holpe barely played towards the end of the year. They started the playoffs with Philip Grubauer. Yeah. But yeah. I, that's, a, that's a good hero, dude. That's something that needs to be talked more is the fact that Ovechkin's finally stepping up. And, all right, so I didn't prepare for this part, but my zero, and this isn't this week, but this pissed me off so much. All right. Mainly because I'm a huge Mark Savard fan, and I'm going to bring it back up. Do you remember that whole reporter who called him out? Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget his name. He's the same guy that did the Phil Kessel uh, hot dogs thing. Yeah, he called Savard out, and then you had a bunch of people jumping into the defense of Savard, like to the defense of Savard, and you just a bunch of more stories came out of this guy being an asshole. And I just, it's that guy that made me so mad when I read that. And that guy, that reporter, whatever his name is. He's been my zero of the year. No, I would agree with that. That's just a guy looking 
looking to fucking get in people's heads, man. When you get to a point where you really aren't producing that much, you produce anything just so people can click on your shit. And I I think that he, I mean, he's done that time and time again. Um, I, I think at this point, I mean, it was good that people called him out because then all the history of him just being a fucking cocksucker finally came out. And yeah. just a real, real tough look for that guy. That guy has, he must not have like any sort of conscience at all. I mean, how can you fucking chirp somebody who was borderline suicidal for not picking up like a phone call? Yep, he was. But yeah, that's my, I mean, I don't, uh, on the spot, don't really have a zero this week, to be honest. No, so. that's fine. That can be your zero of the week, dude. Let that out. That would piss me off, too. If that if that was about a ranger, like a past yeah. ranger, which Savard is a past ranger, I was a huge Savard guy because every time he scored, he would like freak out. And then, of course, he yeah. goes somewhere else and becomes, like, a superstar. So, like, I'm good with that. That's your He can be your zero of the week every single time you come on here if you need to. Yeah. All right. So, those were our Don Moore's heroes and zeros. And last segment, we are now going to go to our three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Okay. Three stars of the week. Patty B called in a little while ago and brought up the uh, movie character, NHL guys, whatever. So, three stars of the week this week. Your three favorite hockey movie characters. Um, I'll go first. Third star of the week goes to Miss McGill, Youngblood. Not exactly a hockey player, but she definitely knew her role. She was the billet mom where all the boys got in and were like, hey, T with Miss McGill, wink, wink. So everybody kind of knew it was going on. Yeah, I mean, Lady's a legend. I don't know if you have anything on Miss McGill, but she, fought, got, got she fucks. So that that's my third star. Who's your third star? My third star is uh, someone we just talked about, Banks. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cake Eater. All right. Yep. And the reason is he had to come in. Didn't he? he uh, it's been a hot second since I watched Mighty Ducks. But he came in, wasn't liked by a team, and just – you know, kind of had a little controversy there at the beginning. Oh, and, yeah, big uh, time. He was a hawk. Yep, yep. Went out on the ice and, uh, you know, showed he was showed he was one of the boys. Fuck, yeah. Next movie, That's... Breaks His Wrist. They bring yep. him back for that, yep. Yep. Just all those reasons, he's my number three. I w- you know what, dude? That's a that's a good one. But now that I think about it, there's way... T- oh, that's a huge hit. There's way too much drama going around Adam Banks, right? Like, the first year, he's a Hawks guy. Second year, yeah. oh, my wrist hurts. Third year, he's playing varsity. Him and Charlie Conway go at it, dude. Maybe he's not the best locker room guy, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you just, you just completely blew up my third star. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think I blew up your third star, and I blew up who I told Patty Ballantyne who I'd want playing for my team in the Eastern Conference Finals. Because he'd probably show up to the rink with like a stub toe, and it'd be like this huge distraction. Or he'd start licking people. Mm-hmm, that, is, that sounds yeah. familiar. <laughs> yeah. But all right, third star. Uh, my second star goes to Dean Dean Portman. Uh, half of the Bass Brothers. I think Full and Reed got entirely way too much face time. Yes, he did have an absolute clap on, but Portman was out there. He was for the boys. He was laying bodies. One of the best uh, scenes of any movie is when he walks into the locker room and he starts reading off the scholarship that he has, and he's like. I want to sign it. My attorney agreed. It's official. Boys, I'm back. And the boys go fucking wild. Always been a Portman guy. Chicago, Illinois. Uh, second star, Dean Portman. I got nothing on him for you, so. You Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Drew, Drew we're, we're, we are struggling. Who do you have uh, for your second star? Uh, 
my second star, Ralph Cox. Okay. All right. All right. All right. That's a good obvious, one. I didn't even think of that. Obvious reasons. Yep. But uh, personally, for me, I think I, from someone who has been cut from a team, mm-hmm. you know that moment he's cut and he's let down, and the way he took it, and just that that whole situation, that whole thing, yeah. that really hits hits home with me. So I've got him for that reason. No. And of course, his line: "Why'd you play college hockey?" Yeah, it's not obvious for the girls. Uh, Co- yeah, Coxie, that's a great call, man. That's that's definitely a guy you'd want to have a couple beers with too. I feel like he'd be like kind of cool to hang out with. Yeah. Um, and my first star, my first star of the week goes to Skank Martin, uh, Mystery Alaska, the team. Uh, I don't know. He just went out and he, I guess, he was a man whore. Um, the the scene where he says the walrus goes flap flap flap, and then the girl shows up and hits him over the head with a shovel. And then he bangs the mayor's wife, and he gets caught by the mayor, punched in the face. And one of the most iconic scenes of any movie ever, when he goes down and blocks a shot, and he gets one right in the ball bag. And he gets up, and he points at the mayor, and he's like, that one's for you. Skank Martin, man, that guy, a fucking legend. And every locker room has one of those guys, too, which is so relatable to any sort of hockey community. So Skank Martin, for sure. All right. Who do you have for your first star? My first one is this is the, when you asked me this question, the first guy that popped in my mind, Reggie Dunlap, the uh, oh, French Canadian yeah. goalie from Slapshot. Was he a goalie? I don't think he was a goalie. Reg Dunlop was the uh, he was the no. ca- he was the player coach GM. No, wasn't he the goalie? No, I'll look it up. Goalie Slapshot. Who's no, the French du- Canadian goalie. Uh, fuck. That's my guy. Le- I thought that was Reggie. No, De- Denny Lemieux. Ah, Danny Lemieux. Danny Lemieux. He's my first star. I don't even know his name. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is when I first watched that movie when I was a little kid. I just loved, uh, I think it's the opening interview with him when he's like explaining what a penalty and slashing is with the interviewer. Yeah. And then his accent. And then when he's like, when he he constantly yells, I think it's like, trade me, trade me right now throughout the whole, whole movie. Yeah. He's always asking for a trade in the locker room. I think it's hilarious. Love the accent. I just, for some reason, when I first time I watched that movie, loved it. You know, like casting call when it comes to like casting movies like that, they nailed that guy. Like that guy yep. was perfect for that role. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you call him Reg Dunlop kind of questions our credibility here, but yeah, I'm, I'm, lot, willing, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to move through that. That's it, it's a debut, dude. I think I, right now, if I were to score you. I'm giving you probably like an 8.6 on your debut, dude. You were at like a 9.2, but then the Red Dunlop thing. Yeah. We're going to have to fix that. We're, we're going to have to fix that at some point. We'll chalk that one up to nerves, you know? Yeah, also chalk that up to like me being like, hey, want to do a podcast? And then you coming on like three minutes later. So like, I, I think I can uh, give you the benefit of the doubt there. All right. But, um, yeah, so that was this week's podcast. If you guys have any questions, topics, or anything like that, send that in. Uh, you can either tweet at us, you can Instagram message us, um, or call the, the hotline, 518-309-2595. Also, be sure to check out Laga Sports. Uh, they make fucking unreal beer league jerseys. If you get a chance, definitely check those out. I'm assuming most, not most of you, but at least some of you listen to this playing some sort of beer league, so... That'd be huge. Uh, shout out to Warrior Hockey for the VIP. And shout out to Giroux for coming on. I mean, do you have fun? you have a good little time? I had a blast. This was great. Hell yeah. And we did it 
in enough time where we can enjoy the third period of this 2-2 Washington-Tampa game, which is time, exactly. timing's everything, right? Isn't hockey a game of inches? What is that? Isn't hockey a game of inches? That's essentially what we just well, did there, dude. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yep. yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. Lost souls, So